0: Canu, our Father and our King, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey the word that I hear today in Yeshua's name. Promise me, don't check out today. Because when you hear the topic, here's the temptation, oh, I know that. And well, you might. But we live in such a world today that some of these foundational truths really need to be stood for. And we need to be encouraged to stand for them. And I'll tell you why in a minute as I get into the meat and potatoes of my message today. We continue in our series, Do You Believe This?, we have been saying that what you believe about God and his word shapes not only how you will live your life, but the quality of the life that you live. A lot, of, a lot of people think a lot of crazy things about God, and they think a lot of crazy things about the word of God that are not found in the word of God, and so it's important that we believe the right things. Today, I'll be focusing on Yeshua being the only way of salvation. On the surface, that could sound like a no-brainer, and it should be. However, for many believers, those who hold such a view are narrow-minded, bigoted, and hateful. After all, I have a friend who isn't a believer in Yeshua, and they're very nice people. There are many who would tell us that there are many ways that are kosher if practiced sincerely. Many ways to God. Some would argue that they have friends, like I said, who are good people who aren't following Yeshua and they cannot possibly be on the wrong road. Even within the Messianic Jewish community, hear me, Beit Emmanuel, there are those who hold to the wider hope doctrine. This suggests that traditional Jews, those who reject the testimony given of Yeshua, have somehow circumvented the need to embrace Yeshua while still maintaining a right standing before God. They go on to suggest that they do not need or require a direct witness of Yeshua For all that they need lies within traditional Judaism. Friends, that's dangerous. It's a dangerous statement. It's a dangerous belief system to have. And you'll understand that completely by the end of the message. Someone responded to that type of theology. And it was Dr. Brown. And he says this. As Jews... We are called to be witnesses of the one true God to the nations. And as Messianic Jews, we are called to be witnesses of the Messiah to our own Jewish people as well as to the nations. And we are. We are called to our Jewish people and to the nations. This morning, um, someone last week was mentioning about the Chinese people, praying for them. Well, I jumped into a prayer meeting this morning praying for China and for them to come to faith. So here I am, a Messianic Jew, but I spent my morning praying for China. Is that Why is that? Why? Because we have a responsibility as Jewish people, not just to Jewish people, but also to the nations, that they would come to faith in the living God. Amen? Can anyone doubt for a minute that this attitude was the self-understanding of the Jewish believers in Acts? Can anyone doubt that they saw themselves as the God-chosen remnant, calling their ignorant and or unbelieving nation to repentance and faith? No amount of historical, theological, or ecclesiastical developments can alter this reality. And without the witness of Jewish and Gentile followers of Yeshua, our Jewish people will remain ignorant of their Messiah. And speaking... Directly to my fellow Jewish believers, if we cease to be intentional, deliberate, and unashamed witnesses of our God and Messiah to Israel and the nations, we fall short of our calling as Jews and as Messianics. That's what we're called to do and proclaim. Our belief in this matter is extremely important. For if we really believe that Yeshua is one of many ways to God or that the masses of people we pass every day have an alternative route to God, we can easily lose the sense of urgency to reach them. If we think our Jewish people, okay, have a separate covenant outside of Yeshua, that's dangerous, And it's erroneous. If we feel that our Jewish brethren do not have to embrace the Jewish Messiah in order to be in right standing with God, we will no doubt fail to provide a viable witness to the wider Jewish community of Messiah's sacrifice and God's faithfulness. And this is something that we are called to do. This is something that we must do. You know, and it even, I wasn't going to mention this, but I, I want to, because there's so much compromise in the body. Matter of fact, I heard a very popular singing person of, of, of late, who when asked about a specific sin issue, fudged on it and said she didn't know. fear a man, not wanting to suffer the wrath of the interviewer, chickened out and just said, oh, well, you know, I don't know, only God knows. No, the truth is we know from the word of God what sin is. We know what righteous living is. We don't judge. We're not the judge. God's the judge. But we know the standard and we proclaim the standard of God. Bottom line, God loves all people. But the truth is, God in his righteousness will judge righteously. And so we need to stand with the truth in hand. This is the very core of the message that we were entrusted to proclaim to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. That Yeshua is the only way. Say Yeshua is the only way. There's not many ways. There's one way. Do you believe this? Yeshua, the only way. The only hope for mankind's salvation is through the shed blood and sacrifice of Yeshua HaMashiach, the Son of God, period. Let's take a look at what Scripture says on this topic. Yeshua said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, say no one. That's no one. Comes to the Father except through me can't circumvent him. You can't go around him. You can't wish it wasn't so. You must go through him. In Yochanan Aleph, listen to this. He who believes, say believes. Because we're asking you a question today. Do you believe this? Do you believe Yeshua is the only way? He who believes believes. In the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar. Because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us. Eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have That's pretty clear. These things I have written to you who believe, say I believe, in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. We see that Yochanan is stressing to us what our belief system needs to be. And we can't alter it because of peer pressure. We can't alter it because of the society around us, because this is an eternal truth. The scripture says God word God's word is forever, say forever, settled in heaven. It doesn't change. The Son is the only way to God, period. We can't do it our way and expect that by being a good person, a moral person, we're gonna make it to God. Because the prophet clearly tells us that our righteous acts are like filthy rags to God. We can't out-holy God. (laughs) So we need his mercy because we are broken people. We need his goodness and it is his way. Yochanan Aleph 2 and 23 says, anyone, say anyone. Anyone. Who Who does that entail? Anyone. Anyone who denies the son doesn't have the father either. What does it say? Anyone who denies the son does not have the father. But anyone, say anyone, so here's the good news. It's not exclusive. It's not God, just think what God could have did. He's God, right? He could have said this is just for Jewish people. After all, I'm gonna you my people have suffered a lot at the hands of Gentiles. I'm gonna just make this an exclusively Jewish thing. After all, he is the Jewish Messiah, right? He can keep it in the family, small and cozy, right? But that's not what he said. He sent his son to die for all people from all nations. But anyone who acknowledges the son has the father also. Then in 5.23, it says, so that everyone will honor the son. That's the goal. Everyone will honor the son. And I hope you honored him today, that you worshiped him, the son, the living son of God. Friends, I have to tell you, I don't understand folks who can't worship. Guys, it's not about if you like it, if you don't like it. It's not about, I hate to tell you, if it's too loud or too low, if you don't like the music or you don't like the singing. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with the name of the son of the only God. He is worthy of my praise, whether I like or dislike anything that's going on, he's worthy. Because everyone will honor the son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son is certainly not honoring the Father who sent him. And this is all rooted, by the way, in the Old Covenant, in Yeshayahu 53. Who has believed? Do you believe? Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And he was numbered with the transgressors and he bore the sin of many. In Devarim 18, Moses continued saying, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must, say must, listen to him. Yeshayahu 9 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name Will be called wonderful, counselor, mighty God. What? The son that's born will be called God? Is that blasphemous? No, it's the truth. Will be called mighty God and everlasting Father. How could a son be called an everlasting Father? Because it is the Son of God, the Messiah. prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of david and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform this and god did that through sending the mashiach to die for our sins And then an Acts, k fulfilled with the Ruach HaKodesh, said to them, the Jewish community, rulers and elders of the people, if we are in trial today for a mitzvah done for a sick man, as to how this fellow was healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Yeshua HaMashiach Hanatsri, whom you had crucified, whom God raised from the dead, this one stands before you Hold This Yeshua is the stone rejected by you, the builders, that has become the chief cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Not can be saved must be saved through His name, friends. There's a move, there's a movement in, in, within even Messianic Judaism that that if you go to a lot of Messianic Jewish schools, they look Orthodox. Someone came to me one after one high holiday service and said, "I was in, in such and such a place." for their high holiday service and didn't hear the name of Yeshua one time. Friends, we're not orthodox Jewish people. We're messianic Jewish people. We have embraced the Messiah. He is God's only means of atonement. There is no other way. And that is a message of love because that way can be accessed by all men. Say amen. And we need to be firm on that. You know what? One day if someone sticks a microphone in front of your face and says, are you trying to tell me that if I don't believe in Yeshua, I'm going to hell? H-E, double hockey sticks? And that's where the fear of man comes in. Humana, 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 humana. Let me ask you a question: If you're a Jewish person living in the old covenant, and you say to Moshe, "Hey, Moshe, up yours! I don't believe you talk to God, and I'm not following these commandments. I'm going to go do my own thing and worship Baal," is that person you think in right standing with God, rejecting God's way? No no more than we are in right standing with God if we reject his way today. God has given us a way. And it's important that we heed that way and not buckle to the pressures of our society or to what people think or to all the sins that abound in the world and have multiplied If we're going to say, oh, well, you know, God loves everyone and he winks at their sin, you're lying to people. God doesn't wink at sin, he judges sin. But here's the good news, he made a way for sin to be atoned for. But here's the catch, he made one way. It's available to all, but he made one way. Everyone could access it, Jewish, non-Jewish, God-lovers, God-haters, all people have access to this. So how do we receive salvation? Salvation is received through repentance toward God. Why is that important? We have produced a besorah that's void of repentance in our day and age. We circumvent repentance. You don't have to repent. Well, let me tell you, here's the good news. You don't repent, you're not going to heaven. Sorry. And by the way, if I don't repent, I'm not going. If you're not grieved over your own sin, or if you choose that, you know what? God knows my heart. I and mean, he's going to somehow allow me to continue to sin and he's going to be cool with that. It's not true. (laughs) I'd be lying to you if I tell you it is true. It is untrue. Salvation is received through repentance toward God and faith or belief toward Yeshua the Messiah. We have emphasized in the past hundred years belief in Yeshua only. But it's not belief only. Because the scripture tells us that even the demons believe in God. The demons believe in God. They know he's real and they tremble. It says, By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Ruach HaKodesh, being justified by grace through faith, man becomes an heir of God according to the hope of eternal life. If you believe... That Yeshua is the only way, you will embrace the only way. If you believe that there are many ways, then it really doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you are a believer in Yeshua, if you're just a traditional Jew, or if you're a Muslim, or if you're a Buddhist, or if you're Jehovah's Witness. It doesn't matter. It's all good. They all love God too. What God? Do they love? Which one? Luke tells us this in chapter 24. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, his Talmudim. And he said to them, So it is written that the Messiah is to suffer, to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance, a repentance, for the removal of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. That repentance for the removal of sins. Repentance for the removal of sins. Repentance. You see, this is what, uh, the modern gospel is this. Believe in Yeshua and come as you are and stay as you are. That's not the gospel, my friends. The gospel is come to Yeshua as you are And turn from everything that you are and turn to God in totality. Leave everything behind. Your sinful ways, your desires, your will, leave it behind and follow Yeshua. But Rabbi, that sounds extreme. No, that's the pathway to an abundant life that you couldn't even imagine. Repentance is a crucial part of belief. If we believe God is who He says He is, and that Yeshua did what He said He did, then we must do what God requires of us: namely, turning from our sin and doing things, uh, turning from our sins and not doing things our own way, believing in God's atonement through Yeshua. Yeshua answered him in Yochanan three, said, "Amen, amen. I tell you, unless one is born from above." He cannot see the kingdom of God. Being a Jew born anew, as our friend Marty Getz would say, happens by believing the testimony that God has given about his son Yeshua. It is a powerful testimony. It is unbelievable what Yeshua did. Romans 10 tells us: for everyone who calls upon the name of Adonai shall be saved. How then shall they call on the one whom they have not trusted? And how shall they trust in the one they have not heard of? And how shall they hear without something proclaiming? Friends, it is, let me tell you this right now. My kids go to secular schools and it's not politically correct to talk about God. To proclaim his truth. They want you to be quiet and listen to their liberal nonsense. Only. We have to make a choice whether we're going to allow that to be or we're going to stand up and do what God called us to do. That's a scary proposition though, isn't it? It comes at a cost, doesn't it? It means we will be exposed for who we really are because you know what is? Let's face it. It's easy to go through life incognito. Even as a Messianic Jew, we put on our talib. We wear our kippo, people, well, he must, he's a Jew. Yeah, what kind of Jew are you, though? And when people speak, we kind of say nothing because we realize that if we speak too much, right, and too long, our speech will betray who we really are. So we're silent. We're silent. Thinking that perhaps we won't be accepted or liked or embraced Or perhaps even persecuted or judged, but friends, God. (laughs) How many people heard the truth from someone else? Raise your hand. Someone told you the truth, whether by a a rabbi, a friend, a classmate, a worker. There's people that without, so yeah, everyone had someone. Some people had a divine revelation. Raise your hand if you came to faith through the testimony of someone else. Okay. Only half of you. <laughs> That's okay. No, someone told you. Someone told me. Someone was bold. That's what God wants from us. To tell other people. Amen. So we repent. We believe and call on the name of Yeshua, acknowledging what he has done in providing atonement for us is how we put our belief into action. We confess our sins. We confess our sins to God. I marvel... how often we, we, you know, let's face it, we think too highly of ourselves often. Friends, we stand here by God's grace and God's grace only. Listen, we could put on our religious garb and raise our hands, but guess what? God looks at the heart. God knows who we are, who we were. He sees our shortcomings, but guess what? Because of repentance and because of our belief in the Messiah, he overlooks it. (laughs) Not because we're superior in any way, shape, or form. We're inferior people to God. We desperately need his mercy, we desperately need his salvation. We need to receive it. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Hear this, and this is not from yourself. It's a gift of God. Friend, you could think you're the most pious messianic Jew on the face of the earth. Friend, it's not in your piety. You could think you're the most religious person. You dot every I and cross every T. That doesn't even buy you a glance from God. What gets God's attention is repentance and acknowledgement of who you are before him. The prophet said, I am undone. And I stand before a holy God. The prophet, woe to me. He understood who he really was and that he needed God's mercy. Friends, this is not a a hard message. It's a great message. We could find God's mercy. Anyone. Anyone. So far, everything I've mentioned can be done right from your seat. Think about that. Everything I've done Everything I mentioned could be done sitting right where you are. You don't have to do and perform this great deed for God. You don't have to show Him anything. You could do everything I just said right from your seat, in your heart. That's something. God has done the heavy lifting, not us. We don't do anything but believe and ask forgiveness for our evil ways. And God does the forgiving. God does the extending of mercy. God shows us compassion and love. Not because of anything we did, but because we acknowledged who we are. This is what we're basically doing and who God is. Two things we acknowledge who we are, right? Fallen, broken people, and who God is, holy. And He does the rest. That is the message of the gospel. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. Titus goes on to say that not by deeds of righteousness which he had, which we had done ourselves, but because of His mercy, He saved us through the mikveh of rebirth and renewing of the ruach haKodesh, whom He abundantly poured out on us through Messiah Yeshua, our Savior. So that's being set right by his grace, we might become heirs with the confident hope of eternal life. Isn't that good news? That's good news to me because I don't know about you. You ever try really hard at something and then fail even more miserably? You wake up and you say, as husband, I'm going to get to every single thing my wife wants me to do. Today I'm going to do it. I pick up that list, and halfway through that list, I feel I realize ain't getting done today. I'm exhausted just looking at it. <laughs> oh my god! All right, anyone who owns a house or lives anywhere, right? It's the endless bottomless pit for your money. Now you wake up every day and throw it into there, and it just sucks it up, and it's gone. So, And so efforts to try to do it on your own are fruitless. The same is true in trying to please God. We say we're going to do it. God, I'm going to be holy in every single thought I think today. You don't even make it past breakfast. Uh Uh-oh. Failed again. That's what the great Rav Shaul said he struggled with. The things that he didn't want to do, he did. <laughs> and the things he wanted to do, he couldn't do. But thanks be to God, but through Yeshua. Because Yeshua, by embracing him, and just acknowledging before God who I am, God forgives us. Yeshua is the only way. If that's true, then what's the proof of salvation? Right? A lot of people say a lot of things that they are. Oh, I'm this and I'm that. And you know what? Listen, let's get out of the way. Well, don't judge lest you be judged. We shouldn't be going around judging people. Especially like at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to, Know a lot of things. People say, well, Rabbi, what do you think of that person? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about specific people. I don't know because I don't know what's going on in people's hearts. But God does, and I know God's standard in His ways. And so, what is the proof of salvation? The first proof is a direct witness of the Kodesh, or the inward witness. We all have a God-given Noah. Will go and, <laughs> and it's that place in our kitchen that tells us, "Yeah, yeah this, this is right. right. Yeah, this is right." right. 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 We know here. Right. Yeah, we know what's right. We know. Any people? Do you know what's? if between right and wrong? You know, people who say this. You know, oh, I, them, you know, I don't know. The lines of blood between right and wrong. Well, someone would suggest to you. To hurt a child, would that be right or wrong? Child, is it so funny how you know that? Matter of fact, we would say that's evil. How do we know that? Because we know it. How do we know? we know that? Right in here. Matter of fact, if you saw a baking place, you'd know it right in here.